Kiki. And I'm Dylan. And this is... Yikes! That's grim. (laughs) Yay! Episode... Episode? Episode one. one. So we're gonna do, like, what's the structure? How are we doing this? So I think that ideally for the the first little while we're gonna be aiming to put out one episode a week. Probably Mm. Mondays. Burger Mondays. That's that's a thing people like. Instead of talking... Nope, yeah, there's nothing that is paranormal whatever. <laughs> I was going to say, instead of Taco Tuesday, it's what? Murder Monday. There it is. Um, I think the primarily the structure we're going to be following mm. is I'm going to be talking more about like true crimes and murders and things that definitely 100% did happen, regardless of whether or not there's a solution to what happened or an endpoint. And then I'm doing more paranormal aliens witches good ghosties things that go bump in the night things yeah that go bump in the night we love a haunt <laughs> we just love it. all right let's let's kick things off um so originally we recorded our first episode and i 10 out of 10 shit the bed on no. actually recording <laughs> um so i'm gonna segue i'm actually gonna do something different oh my god you're gonna surprise me? i'm gonna surprise oh my you god. So okay. you you fully not heard this one, maybe, unless you've heard of this one. But okay. you didn't hear it last night when we tried this the first time. You didn't time. hear it. Okay. So today's case is oh. going to be about Daniel LaPlante. Have you ever heard of Daniel LaPlante? No. No? I don't know. The name sounds familiar. But... He's, he's known, but I don't think a lot of people know his name. Okay. So he is more known for being the boy who lived in the walls. Don't know why you were gonna do like a Harry Potter reference, like boy who lived, boy who lived in a wall. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's best known for tormenting and psychologically torturing the Bowen family, but that's not all he did. He he was hurting. Okay. So we'll start with who Daniel is. Oh, I'm gonna get a psychological profile. You can you can profile him. Oh no. You don't <laughs> have people to. People know what I do for work. Anyways, it's fine. I mean we'll just go ahead. We'll follow. <laughs> okay. We'll we'll see how this falls. Okay. Um so Daniel was born on May 15th, 1979. I guess that makes him a Leo. I was gonna say because it's uh, like bad Taurus. That's no, that is Taurus. Yeah, it is. Because I'm a cusp Taurus. It totally is a Taurus. <laughs> I'm a cusp. No, I I'm an Aries, but I'm a cusp Taurus. Anyway, okay. so he was born on May 15th, 1979 in Townsend, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Oh, no. From my old stomping ground. From your How stomping ground. How do I not know this person? Okay. Yeah. Right. I will say I'm going to try my absolute best to pronounce things correctly. If I, Some are rough. If you know any I, of the towns especially, okay, if you know them, Please correct me. Otherwise, it might be like the colloquial, this is how they say it in BC. Let's get it. So we'll roll with it. Um, So Daniel was 16 years old when he started his persecution of the Bowen family. Um, Bowen, uh, or pardon me, uh, Daniel dated one of the Bowen family's daughters, and this is how the family was chosen as targets. Dude is an incel. He kind of is. Okay. To be honest, that's the the vibe Mm. he gives off. Great. Um, the family home that, that Daniel grew up when, in was apparently quite the sight. Uh, the grounds were covered in old junk cars, 
uh, garbage. Like it was a mess. So it was a rough. It was a rough area to grow up in as yeah. a kid. Um, honestly, he had the perfect upbringing to create a serial killer in that nature versus nurture aspect. His home life was a mess. Um, Daniel's father despised him, and his mother believed he was an absolute golden child and could do no wrong. So on the one hand, he's being told he is literal shit, and on the other hand, he is being told he is perfection. He is the embodiment of all that is perfect. And you're a teenager, so you're already going through it. Yeah. Um, he was constantly being pulled between the two extremes, and it distorted his outlook on relationships. Mm-hmm. We don't know a lot about Daniel's childhood, but there are reports of sexual and physical abuse at the hands of his father and his stepfather. Daniel was neglected. He was dirty. He was unkept while living at home. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying any of this to make you feel bad for him. Obviously, he did really bad things, but you feel bad for the kid. Yeah, that is a thing. It is. It is. And it's unfortunate that he was in a situation where this could happen. He mm-hmm. was he was he wasn't given a shot. Mm-hmm. Um so he had a very distorted pardon me, he was he was growing up in a rough situation. Um Daniel struggled with the dyslexia at school and was bullied because of his unkept appearance. Yeah. His classmates said he was weird, he was creepy, he was dirty, he smelled bad. He was bullied. Yeah. And that on just on top of that's so hard for a kid um daniel saw a psychiatrist to help with some of the trauma of what is assumed to be the sexual abuse at the hands of his father and stepfather he was diagnosed with hyperactive disorder which just made him feel worse about himself i'll admit i don't know what hyperactive disorder is that is that just old phrasing for adhd so that would make sound familiar or that phrasing is no, okay. I feel better that it. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was like an American versus a Canadian. Thing. No, I don't think. Okay. We should say Kiki is American. She's Canadian now. <laughs> and a therapist. And a therapist. <laughs> so she's allowed to have opinions. I'm not. I'm pulling from maybe a. Because I'm like, I don't know. That doesn't sound right. It's, Anyways. <laughs> anyway, every everywhere I read said yeah. it was a hyperactive disorder. So that made him feel like shit about himself okay. on top of the dyslexia. So he was seeing a psychiatrist, which in. In theory, a psychiatrist is supposed to help you through your traumas. Yeah. His ended up sexually abusing him. Oh, tight. Love those. What the fuck? So he has minimally had presumably three adult males in his life sexually abusing him. At the age of 14, pedaling back a little bit, uh, Daniel also suffered with a porn addiction, which I'm a little bit confused about when you're 14, how you can have a porn addiction. Internet? Like internet-based dirty magazine, you know what? Like probably I dirty. Ma- I think I saw something about dirty magazines. I was gonna say because like <laughs> what are porn. what are the porns of the, <laughs> the early early years? Early. <laughs> so he's obviously struggling. He's mm. he's giving off cries for help. Um, with the porn addiction, with being sexually assaulted, he needed to find new highs. Yep. Admit again. I don't know what kind of porn there Fair, was in the nineties. It can turn totally from healthy. Yeah, and I I think which in, we're, again we're not knocking porn, but like whatever your kink really, is. Yeah, totally. we're not yucking anybody's yum, but also, I mean, this could have been one of those situations. Yeah, um. Okay. So with this need to 
to be able to mm. find a new high and continue to get his rocks off. This led him, him being Daniel, to stalking, sexually assaulting, and eventually committing murder. Um, at age 14, he started breaking into people's homes and stealing valuables. At age 15, Daniel started breaking into people's homes and leaving things or moving things mm-hmm. to make sure that the owners knew that he was there. And I cannot think of anything more invasive or yuck yeah. than if I come home and there's something in the middle of my, my living room that I didn't put there. Right. And yeah. you just, it leaves such a sense of unease. Being and, invaded. Yeah, being inv- invaded. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so this is leading us into the Bowen family. So in 1986, a few months after Mrs. Bowen had passed away due to cancer, um, Tina, the eldest Bowen daughter, got a phone call from Daniel. Daniel told Tina yeah. he'd been given her phone number from a mutual friend. Daniel told Tina that they lived in the same area, in the same neighborhood. They're about the same age. Uh, he explained himself as a jock. He was handsome. He was athletic. He was smart. And why would Tina not believe him? Or like selfies. This was <laughs> like before the selfies. Internet, like, you know. So they spoke over the phone only, obviously. Mm. And Daniel was in a really twisted way providing her comfort after the loss of his mother. Daniel asked Tina on a date to the local fair. And this was going to be their, their first date. This, this first time meeting each mm. other in, in real life. Tina was excited. She had something to look forward to, so she agreed. Daniel had, um, he'd been lying about who he was. Yeah. He was not this, this handsome knight in shining armor that Tina had expected. And when Daniel showed up at her front door, she reluctantly uh, carried on with the planned date. And I cannot stress this enough. Girls be mean to boys. You know yeah, what? really. You don't have to go through with the date. It's really sad. Say no. You're allowed to say no. You're allowed to be mean. You're allowed to hurt people's feelings. So she said yes to the state. They went to the fair. And I'd I'd have to think that it was more than just he wasn't this handsome boy that he described himself as. She probably did feel bad for them. And they'd been talking for quite a while. Mm -hmm. So she, she probably felt that at least maybe he wasn't physically what he said he was. Maybe, maybe he's, maybe he's got a good person. Maybe he's really funny. Ugh. Yeah. So she she went on this date. Okay. Um. When I I said earlier that of course Daniel had dated the eldest Bowen daughter. Mm-hmm. This is the dating. This is the one date. Oh. Okay. Where it created the uh, the media sensation that Daniel and Tina had dated. Okay. They'd gone on one date. Sure. So that's that's dating. Mm-hmm. Um, after this one date, Tina was obviously not into the situation, mm-hmm. but she wanted to be polite. And of course, she's still dealing with the loss of her mother. On this date, Daniel had asked far too many questions of the specifics of how Tina's mother had passed away and and how Tina was feeling about her mother dying and, and just kind of inappropriate questions to ask yeah, someone who's over the love. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, not starting off on a good foot here mm. with, with Daniel. One day, 
the the girls tried to contact their mom using a Ouija board because oh. they were feeling sad. They wanted to try and reach out to their mom. Mm-hmm. This was the eighties, the late eighties. There's not much else to do but Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, the internet. There's no like, internet. Not too. Yeah, not yet. I mean, it was there, but it was right. Um. So while the girls are trying to contact their mom on the Ouija board, yeah. they hear some knocking on the walls. And they think, oh my god, it's mom. It's mom. Mom's trying to to contact us. Yeah. Holy crap, this is her. This is real. This escalated, of course, to quote unquote mom causing some havoc inside the house. Okay. Furniture was moved, TV channels were changed, and leftover food was eaten. Okay. So mom's hungry is not happy with the TV channel <laughs> and wanted to redecorate, yeah, obviously. Apparently. Uh, if you've not already guessed this, Daniel was, was the one knocking inside the family home's yeah, walls. Yeah. So he was living inside of the home somewhere. He, he's a, a, like a human being acting mm-hmm. like a rat inside someone's wall. Originally, he started living in the walls of the Bowen family home so that he could watch Tina. Because he did not like that she had rejected him. Gradually, he realized that he could haunt and torment the family, yep. and that was kind of fun to him. And from within the family home's walls, he could torment the hell out of them, and it it uh, it allowed him to to feel that next high that he was looking for. Yep. So he he got got what he got sorry a spirit left my body. <laughs> um, he got quite the kick out of tormenting them, yeah, and watching it, and fact. watching them. Yeah. He could. That's to him, yeah. yeah. I can't think of anything grosser. I oh yeah. Like if we're in my house right now, we someone just started not. walking, yeah. knocking, pardon me, <laughs> on the walls. Um. Anyway, so this was given Danny Boy's jollies. Mm-hmm. Daniel eventually figured out the family schedule and would avoid causing havoc and mayhem when the girl's dad was home, because adult versus young girl. Obviously, we're going to avoid adult. Some of his tricks and torments included a bathtub full of urine and a trail of pennies scattered over the floor. Yeah, he peed in a bathtub, like, enough that they could see that it was definitely pee and not dirty water. He's just kind of gross. That's so much food. Drinking, like, Avion bottles, like, in the wall or whatever, waiting for pissing in the bathtub. It's, that's so, like, a lot of pee. That's violating. Someone's peeing in your bathtub. I don't even want to pee in the bathtub. And it's my <laughs> bathtub. Oh, it's sitting there. Yeah. That's, that's, and wait, what was the other one? Penny? A trail of pennies. And I don't understand that one. That one. Um, later, some of the, the tricks and torments mm-hmm. were getting to be a little bit more graphic. But again, I cannot stress enough that Daniel was doing this Welts living inside, inside the home. In their home. Some of the spaces that Daniel was lurking in were found to be six inches wide. And I don't know about you, but my body would not fit in anything no. six inches. But he's unkempt. And... He's probably malnourished, and he yeah. probably just sort of like wiggle through. Yeah. Um. Originally, when when all was said and done, the police and the family thought that events were only taking place over a couple of weeks and it, it wasn't a big deal but 
that was just from what the father thought. Uh, turns out that Daniel was actually haunting the family for the better part of a year, just shy of a year. Things got worse, as I said, and eventually the girls started seeing threatening messages written on the walls in blood. This started in the basement of the family home um, in 1987. The girls told their father, Frank, that they were finding these, these threatening messages in blood in the basement. To be honest, Frank kind of dismissed it. He thought that the girls were still just missing their mom and, mm-hmm. and kind of looking for attention or looking for, for some sort of validation or yeah. something. Um, he did, however, start to believe the girls when one of the threatening blood messages was written in Tina's bedroom. Yikes. These messages included things like, I'm in your room, come and find me. Blah. Or, I'm back, find me if you can. Gross. On December 8th, 1986, Frank came home to his kids and a friend of the girls Mm. and saw that things were worse than the girls had described previously. Mm. So things had kind of escalated this day. The furniture was in a disarray. The toilet had been used and not flushed. Frank saw the blood message himself and he started to look around the house. Mm. One of the um, messages in... Tina's room, one of the walls, had Marry Me written on the wall. Gross. So things were really escalating on this. And, like, sorry, did they identify this was really blood? Or was it something else? To be honest, I don't know. I tried to find out if they'd proven that it was actually blood or Which, red it doesn't paint. make it any better or any worse. But, what? like, okay, this kid's bleeding out in a wall and then taking the blood. That's the thing. I think it actually was And blood. peeing. <laughs> Just a lot of his... Bl- yeah, a lot of his body happening. In a lot house. of his fluids happening. Gross. Okay. But that's what it is. I know. And I don't think, I can't see him having access to red paint from within the walls of this family home. So where else is he, what else is he? Ketchup. Yeah. Or ketchup. Yeah, probably not ketchup. Probably not. I think okay. it's genuinely his blood. his blood. Enough to. Enough to write messages right on thing. the walls. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, just leaning into the fact that this kid was malnourished Mm -hmm. and probably iron deficient. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so I've kind of, I've seen a couple different accounts of how Frank found Danielle. And I'll, I'll go through the major ones. Okay. Ultimately, though, Frank did find Danielle. Okay. So one account is that, uh, Frank was looking around the house and went into his and his late wife's bedroom. Okay. And he found Daniel in his late wife's closet, dressed as an indigenous person and wielding a hatchet. Another said that he was in Tina's room, dressed in Frank's late wife's clothing with a blonde wig, pardon me, with a blonde wig on and holding a hatchet. Either way, I feel... Hatchet. Hatchet. I feel confident that the hatchet part is true. The, uh, the, uh, garb. Yeah, dressed as something. He was dressed as something. Might have been an indigenous person. Might have been dressed as a woman. He was definitely dressed up. He was definitely wearing, or wielding a hatchet. Mm. Uh, Things had escalated, essentially. Um, so, once Frank found Daniel... Uh, Daniel took the family and the friend hostage because he does have a, a weapon when mm-hmm. nobody else in the home did. Tina was actually able to escape 
to the neighbor's house and she called the police. So she she was able to get out of the house and get away from Daniel and call mm-hmm. for help. Okay. By the time that the cops got there, Daniel had actually escaped. So this kid has escalated to the point where he's trying to take a family hostage. hostage and then like dips. He dipped. Okay. At this point he had dipped. Uh, two days later, Frank returned to the home and he was, he was going to get some clothes and stuff. Cause obviously the family's not going to go they back left. to that. Yeah. 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 You're, I cannot imagine ever going back to a home after this had happened mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. At least not that soon. No. Um, so Frank returned to the home and he found Daniel. He, he found Daniel still in the home. The fuck? Like just hanging around like on the couch? I think he'd seen, okay, again, I saw two different things. Either he... He bumped into him in the house or at the front yard. He could see Daniel through the window. <laughs> but this kid's chilling in the house. Either way, the kid's chilling in the house. It's his house now. Just give it to him. It's haunted. Like, it's like the spider. Yep. It's haunted. Mm-hmm. He is haunting this house. Yep. Um, once Daniel was spotted, obviously the, the police were contacted. And again, this is, this is part of the, the confusion. Some mm-hmm. cases, pardon me. Some sources say that Daniel was apprehended that evening. Other sources say that Daniel was able to escape. And I think that's actually true. Escaped again? Escaped again. Man. So by the time, because I, I do believe that Frank had seen Daniel from outside the home. Mm-hmm. So by the time the cops got there. He'd already gone out of whatever his exit route was. Yeah, he'd already, he'd already left. And they didn't figure out how he got in the house repeatedly yet. Not for a while. They still didn't know how he was in the house yet. Okay. Um, so uh, again, teetering on, on one of the two stories. Mm-hmm. Once the police were there, they began to search the house for clues as to how the hell this kid is getting into this okay. house. What is he doing? Um, Officer Steve Bazanson. Sure. Bazanson? Sure. <laughs> Officer Steve <laughs> discovered that the, the teen had been living in the walls. So Officer Steve yep. is the guy who realized that that's how Daniel had been getting inside. He wasn't necessarily leaving every night or day. He was just living inside the house. There. Um, apparently this is called frogging but it's frogging with a ph where you just live in someone's home without their knowledge I guess. yes okay um i hate that word yeah that's it's not squatting squatting is like visibly you know someone's in and that's usually an abandoned place that's usually Why? abandoned not a lived-in family home frogging what is it it's p-h-r-o-g-g-i-n-g Sounds like a slang word. It does. <laughs> but it's a real word. Like a TikTok dance. <laughs> um, so anyway, holes were found in the walls that mm-hmm. Daniel would watch, specifically Tina, but the entire family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these holes were found that Daniel was watching them through. Great. Which, yuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at this point, my biggest question is how the fuck did this kid get away with this for so long? Well, like, how do you not notice? I'm not hating on the family because they were tortured and like, it sounds like. And it... they'd also just lost their mom. Right. But how, how do you not know? How do you not notice holes? Like, were these like literally eyeball size? Or, like, I think they smaller? were like pen sized or something. Jeez, he's just like putting little marks everywhere. But not even that. How do you not hear? Like, I don't know about you, but I, like I always. Skittering in a wall. Yeah. Like, I always hear those silly little noises in the house. It's like, oh, is there a raccoon living in my attic? Or, oh, do I have rats? And I'm very aware of those noises. Mm. 
could be a really old home. I don't know. I'm placing Massachusetts too, but this is my internal knowledge. Is like some of those houses are ancient, so they just make. You know how the people are like, oh, it just makes like creaky noises or <laughs> whatever when you go to an old house. Maybe that. And I don't in, know. In reality, it was a teenage boy frogging. Like, <laughs> frogging. It was a teenage boy actually living in your home, not just ghosts. I don't know about you. I don't want any uh, teenage boy frogging anywhere near me. It just sounds, I don't want all that of it sounds. All. You hate that word. I'm sorry. I hate teenage boys. <laughs> And, and they're frogging. And they're frogging. <laughs> um, so that again, that's that's yeah. my biggest question at this point. How the fuck is this kid doing this? Yeah. I think. It, I, think I like how the police are like, "Oh, that's crazy, <laughs> wild." <laughs> Sucks uh, for you. Just doesn't figure it out, right? So uh, after, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kid escapes twice. After this kid is is escaped, um, he he was obviously um apprehended mm, eventually eventually he was apprehended mm-hmm. so we're gonna we're gonna go through some of the events now once once he was arrested okay um his mother took out a second mortgage to pay for his ten thousand dollar bail okay which was obviously a waste of money mm. i would like to know why his mother was willing to do this when she didn't notice her son wasn't living at home for a year no clue. You're buying your kid's love by paying his bail. Yeah, where's he been? You don't know. You don't know. He could have been in juvie the whole time. When it, do they, again, you can tell my uh, <laughs> ignorance. I don't know what happens when people get arrested. But like, don't you get read what they did? And why would you want to pay money to be like, no, he can sit there. That's creepy. You're yeah. creepy. I'm his, not paying your bail. His mother knowingly let out yeah. her son who had creepy. lived in a so different family's wall. Frogging. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I'll stop saying it, I swear. No, because it's ridiculous. It's so weird. Um, so, obviously, he's out on bail. Mm. I'm sure that there were terms of his release. Sure. I bet those didn't do a thing. No. On October 14th, 1987, okay. Daniel stole a .22 caliber gun. Ugh. Pardon me. He stole two .22 caliber guns from a neighboring house. On November, right? Because he'd still be going to other people's houses and stealing shit. He's, he's also well skilled in breaking into people's homes. Like this is not his first rodeo, right? right. He's he's been breaking into people's homes for the wow. better part of three years at yeah. least. Okay. On November sixteenth, nineteen eighty-seven, Daniel mm-hmm. broke into the Gustafsons' home for the first time, and I'm so sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Sounds right. Gustafson, Gustafsons, Gustafsson. Gustafsson. I don't know. Um. This was the first time that he had broken into this home. Okay. And again, this will not be the last time. And a month after he stole the guns from a different home. Uh, or so. A month and two days after yeah. he had stolen two guns yep. from a different house. Yes. So this is the home where Daniel would commit his first murder. Yikes. Um, this is the home of Priscilla Gustafson. She was a pregnant nursery school teacher. Okay. She had two children at home, um, Abigail, who was seven years old, and mm. William, who was five years old. Okay. There was as well um, the husband, Andrew, the father. So this is the, the Gustafson's uh-huh. family. Okay. Um, on, on December 1st, 1987, so the same year that he was caught tormenting the Bowens, had left juvenile prison and stolen two guns. Yep. December 1st, 1987, he broke into the Gustafson's family home again. During this break and entry, um, he was armed with the two guns that he had stolen. But the first time he wasn't. The first time he, he wasn't. Broken he just broke in. Okay. 
we don't know if he was looking for something or if he was just up to his old antics. But the second time is when he broke in with the guns. So he'd, he'd, he'd gone to their home pretty well knowing what he was going to do at this point. Once breaking, or pardon me, after breaking into the home, Daniel found Priscilla and William, Mm -hmm. and he lured them into the bedroom. William was locked in the closet of the bedroom, of the primary bedroom, and Priscilla, again, very pregnant, was tied to the bed, gagged with one of Daniel's socks, which probably smelled like fucking shit. Terrible. Um, and at this point, Daniel brutally raped Priscilla before shooting her in the head twice. Jesus Christ. Okay. So he's, he's escalated at mm-hmm. this point. But again, I, I can't see him not having planned to do this. Right. Like, pace, yeah, like scoping out the house at the time the, or something. Yeah. That's you know, like, the thing. And picking a vulnerable mm-hmm. person. Not to say that anyone is of deserving nature, but a very pregnant woman. But he probably picks Who's some... scared because she's pregnant, she's got a baby, and she's got a child at She's home. got her five-year-old with her. So she'd rather, you know... She'd rather listen. Deal with it herself. Yeah. Than, yeah so she, she probably was trying to protect her. William. Yeah. And unfortunately, she lost her life to, to Daniel's oh actions. And her baby. Yeah, and the baby. I imagine, yeah. Um, I don't know exactly how far along the pregnancy was but i can't see them having been discovered soon enough for the baby to have survived it um so again priscilla was was shot twice in the head okay at this point daniel took william out of the locked closet past his uh dead mother after having had listened to daniel rape his mother Mm -hmm. um he took william to the bathroom and he drowned him in the bathtub. My God. Yeah. It's like, a, I know that he's had like a profile like tendencies, but this feels like, woo, like we're just escalated all the fucking way. And the, the interesting thing with this is I, I, I did do some, some searching for it. I couldn't find anything about like the, the classic ser- quote unquote serial killer sure. tricks of like hurting animals. Right. There's like a pattern or it escalates yeah. up a chain of events yeah it feels like whoa he's like granted he was living in i say that but he was living in somebody's like house yeah so in the wall i mean he's he started with with breaking entry psychological torture of people to now this is physical to rape and murder yeah and again william was five years old right and i guess laplante at this point would have been 17 Mm -hmm. i believe he's 17 i think i have it later um, at this point, after William had then been drowned in the family bathroom, mm-hmm. in one of the family bathrooms, Abigail returned home. She'd just come home on the school bus. And again, Daniel lured her into a different bathroom in the home and drowned her as well. Jesus. So in the span of probably maybe an hour, mm-hmm. he's committed rape of a pregnant woman mm-hmm. and has killed three people. Or if you count the baby. Or if you count the baby. Sure ethical questions there yes yeah daniel the absolute fucking prick after brutally raping murdering a pregnant woman and murdering her two children went to his niece's birthday party yeah okay yeah this fucker just murdered three people one two three Mm -hmm. question four and went and ate fucking birthday cake with his niece Mm mm-hmm 
Because like, just... that is how much he can dissociate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But sometime during the birthday party, Andrew Gustafson, the father, returned home from work to find his family slaughtered. Terrible. He does pass away before LaPlante admitted any remorse. And it was reported that once Andrew found his deceased wife mm-hmm. in their, their shared bedroom, he left the house and he called the police, stating that he refused to look for the children because he was too afraid to find them dead. And again, his his wife was shot twice in the head, so right. that's probably a very bloody scene. Mm-hmm. And again, after being raped, right? I cannot imagine what he thought happened to his children. Not at all saying that drowning is is no, a pretty way to die, but it, if that's your fir- yeah, if that's the first finding, you might not want to do the other. Who finding. knows what happened to the kids? Right. Um, so he'd called the police, stating. Again, that he'd refused to look for the children, which probably looked pretty shady on him for a little while, but that's all good. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter in the end. Um, Daniel was easily connected to these murders as the shirt and gloves he was wearing to drown the children with was found in the woods behind the, the family's home, still wet. Why do people leave stuff? Is that why stupid? Do... Is that a dumb question? I'm not trying yeah. to be funny, but like, why do people leave stuff? I, I agree. I think it's stupid. He left. Or maybe didn't care at that point. Well, I'm tr- I, the only thing I'm trying to reason with is, I guess it's the late 80s. Like the, 19, the late sure. 1980s. So I don't know where DNA testing was at at the point. So I think maybe he thought he could get away with it because there was no way to, to connect, connect him. him. Yeah. But again, yeah, you're they're s- not mine. Yeah. Again, yeah. you're still leaving a wet shirt and wet gloves after drowning two kids. Right. That's going to be fucking connected mm-hmm. like also he's wearing gloves he was wearing gloves that's something okay. i don't know why oh because fingerprinting, fingerprinting was a thing at that point Still. so they knew how to fingerprint sure so again that just leans into which he would have been fingerprinted if he he, 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 he was detained then yeah when he was in juvie yeah so he he again he definitely thought i was gonna say there's there's meditation here yeah. yeah so again these these were found still wet uh police dogs took the shirt scent and brought police to LaPlante's home, like directly to them, mm-hmm. which was only a few blocks away from the Gustafson's house. Yep. So you're, you're murdering your neighbors, mm-hmm. which I get it when my neighbors are going crazy at 4 a.m. <laughs> man, I just want to <laughs> scream at them. But not murder them. But not actively murder them inside their home. Um, at the time, Daniel wasn't arrested as the police had yet to collect enough evidence to, without a doubt, put him away for this. Sure. They all knew it was him, but they needed that smoking gun. hmm So what were they going to do at this point? Because Daniel had actually fled now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 48 hours after it began, Daniel was found in a dumpster a few towns over um, after breaking into a woman's home and kidnapping her in her vehicle. So really just playing into what he knows best yeah. with the, the breaking and entering. Uh, Daniel was captured and arrested on December 3rd, 1987. So again, 48 hours after having mm-hmm. massacred this family. Daniel's trial took place in October 1988 for the murders of Priscilla, Abigail, and William Gustafson. Mm-hmm. This, this kid, this, this Danny boy, pled not guilty. Yeah, well, I mean, isn't that, isn't that what people do? But did they think that the, he was going to get away? I feel with like it? all types of people are like, I they, didn't do it. I don't get. I'm not guilty. I know. I don't get the the not guilty. It's like a technicality. 
Maybe it is. If you're a lawyer and you, <laughs> you're re- if you know and you're hearing this, let us know what what the purpose you think that would be. Why did why did these guys why feign the ignorance? Yeah, why did these guys like? Obviously, there's proof. Why still go for the is not it guilty? Bad that I'm like the glove thing. Seriously, I'm not trying to be funny, even though I'm laughing. I'm like, I just think of OJ Simpson. That's fair. Is that bad? That's he bad. He OJ before OJ. But OJ'd. did he? Did he? Did he? I don't remember when OJ oh, happened. Okay. But like I'm thinking like not guilty. Pretty sure OJ. Oh yeah, he too. definitely did. But anyway, okay. Yeah, we're we're Which he's not guilty based on <laughs> present day Yeah rulings. Alright, we're just gonna gloss over that. He's one. definitely not guilty one hundred percent as per the courts. In Are you California. glad this is not a visual podcast? Yes. No one can see the face. Alright. No one can see the blushing. It's all public the... record, folks. Anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so <laughs> Daniel pleaded not guilty. He performed three distinct acts, though, yeah. to kill three distinct people. Because yeah. it wasn't like everybody was in the room at the same time and Which, got shot. Again, it doesn't make it better. But he yeah. went for mom, and then took son, yeah. killed son, and then took daughter and killed daughter. So mm-hmm. these are very different acts. By the time that the trial began in 1988, Daniel had turned 18 years of age. Mm-hmm. And although he'd committed the acts as a minor, the judge had already decided that he would be tried as an adult. Yeah. That's uh, fair. Yeah, I think it's absolutely fair. I mean, it's not like this is his first offense. Um, a psychiatric evaluation was performed and oh. Daniel was found uh, fit to stand on trial, which mm-hmm. is yeah. a good thing. He can Not ha- declared insane, right? Yeah, so he yeah. can be held accountable and he's not going to be in a mental facility. Mm-hmm. He's going to be... He's going to go to jail and not a hospital. Okay. To make this little shit stain a little bit worse, the entire trial he spent with a smirk on his face. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't care. He showed no remorse for his actions. Yep. He kind of thought it was funny. And he had a little, you know, that little shit-eating grin that those... those well, he already got away with it. He, he already got... did it. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter the... The recourse now, he already did it. Well, and I mean, look at what happened to him the first time he, he went to juvie. He got to, li- okay, he he got got, he got to live in someone's wall for a year, and we still didn't, you know, mm-hmm. do anything much about that. But so. Mommy Dearest broke him out. Yeah. So why, what is there to say that did she's Did the family not- go to the trial? I don't know for his sure. Family? Yeah. I, I feel confident saying his mom would have, because hmm. this is his, yeah. this is her golden child. This is her baby. Right. But I don't know that for sure, to be honest. Okay. Just curious. Um, after five hours of deliberation, he was found guilty yeah. and sent to MCI Norfolk Prison in Norfolk, Massachusetts. Yeah. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Norfolk. Norfolk. Yeah. How yeah. do I say it? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. There you go. <laughs> I've said it too it's many tough. times. <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> um, LaPlante was given three life sentences at this time, again, mm-hmm. because he performed three mm-hmm. very distinct acts of murder on this family. Mm-hmm. And all, although has outwardly expressed remorse uh, to British author Joe Turner, Joe believes that Daniel should never be a free man. Mm-hmm. He does not feel remorse for what he has done. He feels no remorse. But people have profiled him before. Yeah, he's, he's, there's a couple books on Daniel at this point. Mm. Why so? It's an interesting Not case. to be like, oh, he's a run-of-the-mill murderer, but no, he kind of, you know, he's a shithead. There's, a, there's not a lot specifically special about Daniel, and I think it's really interesting that he's more famous for living in the walls than he is for murdering anybody. 
Because I would say, like, that the wall thing is fucking weird. Yeah, and I I would assume because of how, like, I can't think of any other killer or murderer or serial killer or any of that, that someone has lived in a family's walls for, I think it's 11 months. Mm-hmm. Well, not egregious of, like, an offense. Didn't yeah. stop them. Didn't, I don't get them to tread water for a little while. Didn't. There was no, any of their activity. He was just like right back at there it. There was like, no cooling off. It was yeah. it was within two months of his release from juvie that he'd he'd murdered Which this is family. Really sad. So I think I I think with Daniel, the thing that makes him the thing that sets him apart, it isn't his murders. And I mean, obviously, there's no way to take away from the fact that he took away three people's lives. Right. Again. Not condoning or endorsing them. Not right? not yeah. at all endorsing it. Or... But it's like of the people you think about, like you hear about, sorry, murder a lot. But yeah. You don't really hear about people living in a wall. So I, I think the, the psychological mm. piece of, I mean, how he was able to do that, why he did that, I think yeah. that's what makes Daniel interesting. To other people. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, to me, I think he's very interesting. I think it's incredibly interesting that this kid, he lived as a rodent inside right. people's homes right. just to torture a girl who... Rejected him. Yeah, rejected him, who wasn't into him. Yeah. And I think it's just such an interesting situation where absolutely not not at all diminishing the fact that he did kill three people. He yeah. did a horrible fucking thing, and yeah. he tortured this family. He tortured two families. Yep. But because he lived inside people's walls, that sets him apart. Which you said that's what he's known. More that's for. what he's more Which known Which is crazy because, and again, I don't want to get like too far into it, but like that's the part that fucks with me is like from a psychological standpoint or like non-funny point, I guess too, is like no one intervened. There was no intervention, obviously, in his juvenile like detention at all that like helped him or... I don't want to say fix, that uh, remedied any part of this, got him talking, helped him, you know, open up or any of it. Or, like, it didn't, it didn't revert him away from doing the psych- further terrible criminal The act. psychologist that was meant to help him sexually assaulted, assaulted him. him. Yeah, why would he trust anybody? Why would he trust anybody? Why would he think that, that anything that he's doing is wrong? And, again, yeah. we're, we're really treading on the trying not to justify what he's yeah, done. Yeah, I'm not justifying it at all. It's it's really interesting to see how this kid who had such an upbringing as to create, I don't want to say create a monster, but I feel like that's... There's some systems that failed him. There's a lot of systems that failed him. There's family. Parent, yeah. He got, he got dealt a really shitty hand and he went with it. Yeah. And the, the systems at play that are supposed to help the, the troubled kid or the right. troubled youth, whatever... Try to get them to a better place and, and break that cycle of, of abuse or trauma. Mm-hmm. They made them worse. Yeah. Yep. And I, I can't see, I mean, obviously the, the psychologist who'd seen him and, and did sexually assault him. Yeah, probably, what happened to them? Where are they? That's the thing. Who are they? Why? Where are they? What well, happened there? I'd like their license revoked. I they're would probably, also. They're probably dead by now. But you know, fuck them. Fuck yeah. them too. Gross. Um, okay. So at this point... So he's he was, been profiled by other people. He's been profiled, and mm-hmm. I, I think he's a really interesting case. Still alive? Uh, he is still alive. He is actively pushing for parole. Interesting. Yeah. 
Um, Joe Turner, as I, I mentioned previously, is a British author in, um, uh, I believe it was late August or late July of 2022, mm. came out with uh, the book The Boy in the Walls. Mm. I would really like to read it. I think it's going to be a really interesting read, but I cannot find it for the life of me. Hmm. So if someone knows where I can purchase and read this book, <laughs> shoot us an email. Or Joe, get, let's get connected. <laughs> yeah, Joe Turner of where you British. At? <laughs> of British. Of British. <laughs> of um, Britain. <laughs> of Britain. Of the UK. Send, send us an email at yikesthatsgrim at gmail.com. Yeah, so please. I can, again, I would love to read that. I think it'd be yeah. such an interesting case. And I know Joe's had interviews with Daniel. Cool. So I'd love to, to get a little bit more from, from Daniel. Not to see Daniel's side, because I don't frankly give a shit what his side is. Sure. But I'd love to see a little bit more into mm-hmm. how he thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said before, Daniel shows very little remorse and has been diagnosed as suffering from multiple personality disorders. Uh, between 1988 and 2014, LaPlante tried to sue the, the courts for violating his rights. What? He was not the ideal prisoner. He really wanted to, to make things hard for everyone. Okay. So he tried to sue the court for violating his rights. Which one? Which ones? <laughs> one such case was that the prison was denying his religious rights. Okay. To to add into Daniel's multiple stories, I've seen two different, uh, quote unquote religions that he had chosen to practice. One okay. was Satanism, and one was Wiccanism. Okay. He was practicing a religion. Okay. And the courts denied him. Um, they were, he was denied certain materials to perform these rituals of this religion that he had. Or what he's ch- citing. Yeah. What the religion. Because yeah. I'm sure not every Wiccan is so, like, I need to sacrifice stuff, obviously. And, and that, or I, Satanism. Totally. And it's, yeah. it's not a, a snub on religion. Like, obviously, I'm not religious, personally. Yeah. But I, I 100% agree you should be able to practice your faith. Right. Appropriately. Right. Daniel, however, was not trying to practice this appropriately. Um, Some of his demands that were being denied were he was asking for things like dragon's blood, black opium, Mm -hmm. honeysuckle oil, and for some reason, carrot cake. Which... (laughs) That last one, I'm like, ooh. (laughs) I love carrot cake. I I don't disagree, but it feels weird. Yeah. I like it a little less now. I agree. Honeysuckle oil. Honeysuckle oil. So he was trying to... Sorry, make... I like how I didn't get caught up on the dragon's blood. <laughs> That's completely <laughs> reasonable. <laughs> completely reasonable. It's, it's, the, it's the carrot cake that throws you off. Imagine, like, being the person taking the notes. Like, what are your requests? And you're just, like, dead-ass. Somebody just goes, dragon's blood, and you're like, fuck you. Like, I'm not... <laughs> not... And I don't even know if it was all one request right. or it was over a period Multiple. of time. But Either like, way, starting strong with that first one. Go hard, go Bring home. Me dragon's blood, please. Don't let Daenerys know. <laughs> in Massachusetts? Oh in Massachusetts God. in 19... <laughs> Whatever. Like 1900. Even now. Like, even what? now. Anyways. Well, that's the thing. So this was going on... Up to 2014. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, again, he, this dickhead was not a model prisoner. Mm. He was there to make people's lives hard. Mm-hmm. And he loved it. He loved it. Um, in 2017, Daniel applied for a reduced sentence, mm-hmm. saying that he he does, quote, not have the words to fully express my profound sorrow, but I am truly sorry for the harm I have caused 
for the very essence of who I am, from the depth of my soul, I am sorry. Unquote. All right. Guess what? This request was denied. Yeah. He didn't give a shit. He yeah. was. He was just. It was all words that meant nothing. So his request was denied, and Daniel will spend the rest of his life in prison with no chance of early release. He is, however, up for parole in 2032. So in 10 years, interesting. Daniel is eligible for parole. But mm. the guy is in his, oh gosh, math, in his I'm not doing 40s? That. Yeah, so he's still. He was born in the, the late, what was it, the 70s? Mm-hmm. Well, late 70s? Late 70s, so he's 40 or 50. Hi, we, we don't do math here. <laughs> I know. Mm, I'm smart in other man. ways. <laughs> um, so he's up for parole in 2032. Dang. Thankfully, um, Andrew uh, Gustafson was not alone. Um, as I mentioned, unfortunately, uh, Andrew Gustafson has passed away. Mm. So he will never, he, has not been, he was not alive to see Daniel give remorse for what he had done. And again, Daniel gives no remorse for what he had done. But, but his small pittance of verbal remorse. I yes, guess. even that. Unfortunately, yeah. Andrew was, was not here for yeah um however andrew didn't let this finish his life um in 1989 andrew gustafson uh remarried to her name was carol gustafson gustafson pardon me Mm. who was also a widow um i read this really cute thing and i don't know if it's true but i really want it to be true so i'm gonna pretend it's true okay that andrew and carol both wore two wedding rings oh. one was to symbolize their relationship to each other and the other was to symbolize the relationships that they both That's lost sad. because they were both yeah. widows yeah later on in their relationship they did have two daughters i did find their daughter's names but i I only found it in one spot, so I feel like we'll it's... It. I don't want to say them. Yeah. Because I don't think that... I want to respect their privacy, mm-hmm. and I... Because I only found it in one spot, I have a feeling that they don't want, want to be associated, mm-hmm. pardon me, associated with this. Mm-hmm. So I totally respect that, so I'm going to choose not to. Okay. I'm so glad that Andrew had that. He didn't let this... I mean, obviously, God, that is a traumatic event. Yeah, no. But he, he was able to find love again, and he... He had more kids, and he was able to to make something out of such a tragic event. Yep. Um, I'll leave it on this, though. Uh, from Middle... Oh, gosh. Middle... Middlesex? Superior... Mm-hmm. Is that how I say it? Yeah. yeah. Middlesex? That's literally how... Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Massachusetts. Yeah. Massachusetts. You'll get it. <laughs> um, so there's a quote from Middlesex Superior Court Judge Helene... Kazanjian? Yeah, we, I, I forgot how many really fun names we get. Yeah, sure. So Judge Helene, I'm so sorry, I can't, I'm not saying that last time. Okay. <laughs> um, so quote, this case does not involve a single act that resulted in three deaths. Mm. Mr. LaPlante committed three distinct and brutal myrtle, murders. He killed a 33-year-old pregnant mother and her five and seven-year-old children. He left a family and a community devastated. Mm-hmm. The court finds that the maximum penalty is warranted, mm-hmm. unquote. And I 100% agree. He, he was given a chance at, I don't want to say freedom, but after he left Juvie for the first time, yeah. he was given a second chance at life. And yeah. this is what he chose to, to do with the second chance. Um, so that is the story of Daniel LaPlante. Q yikes, that's that is grim. 
<laughs> how you feeling after that oh, one? Oh, man. Considering, like, we, which, like, a whole ass out. Like, because we had recorded the other day and it was, like, whatever. I had done many funnies for that one. This one was hard to find any funnies because it is not funny and it's pretty awful. And I'm, cr- it's crazy because I'm still racking my brain of, like, that name sounds so familiar to me. And I'm from Massachusetts, but I can't, I cannot place this. And this Store, I mean, it's before me, not to age myself, yeah. but it's before me, It's like so. 10 years. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're very it's complimentary. Years. It's not, but... Uh, <laughs> it's a few years before you. But even, you would have been a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know if I'd be privy to this kind of... There you go. ...level of information. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I could not... Not much banter on my end, because this that's is okay. not funny. This is not cool. That's okay. Gross. I threw you for a loop. Oh, my God. Um. So that is... Kiki, that's our first episode. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. How you feeling? I'm feeling. I'm feeling. <laughs> I have feelings. I just hope that, uh, I hope that we did, did it justice. I yeah. hope we did the story justice. And people will be interested. Again, like, there, it sounds like there's some sources online differentiating based on, like, what happened. So maybe, mm-hmm. like, someone knows more than we Yeah, do. if somebody has any additional information or things that I missed, yeah. I would be more than happy to to make a correction. You yeah. can email us at yikesthatsgrim at gmail.com. Yeah, we have a Instagram, too, by the same name, yikesthatsgrim. Obviously, no apostrophe, because you can't do that on the gram. On the gram. Yeah. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Yikes That's Grim. Also, no apostrophes because you can't do that on Twitter either. In theory, we'll probably make a face. Maybe we'll make a Facebook group. <laughs> Maybe that's a thing. We'll see how this goes. Um, Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> the place for your older relatives. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed our first episode. Mm-hmm. I hope that you tell your friends. Yeah. To, to listen. Um, I Let hope you known. leave us a five-star review. Ooh, oh, yeah, we get those. We, we I hope you get those. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Tell your friends, leave us a five-star review. Again, we are on all the socials. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you guys check back in next week for episode two. Hell yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Stay bye. safe. Stay safe and uh, don't live in the walls. Yeah. Please don't. No Please. frogging. No frogging. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>